0: All right, so we're going to get right into it. Uh, Welcome to the Trev Golf Talks podcast. This will be on uh, Spotify, and this is for the Senior Capstone Project. Today, I'm with Michael Litke, returning from his Tournament of Champions down in uh, Florida. How are you doing, Michael?
1: Doing great. Thank you for having me on here, Trevor.
0: Yeah, of course. All right, so today we'll be talking about new golf rules, music, hoodies, and much more. Uh, We'll get right into it. So with the always-changing style of golf, Do you think hoodies are here to stay?
1: You know, I really do think they are here to stay. You see, like, a lot of pros starting to wear more and more hoodies, uh, whether it's on the practice range or even in tournaments if it's not that nice of a day out. And I know at the Golf Performance Center, uh, it's been kind of a a touchy subject. Whether we are allowed to wear hoodies during golf practice, but as, like, the coaches have started to notice, a lot of the pros have been wearing them, so... I think they're 100% here to stay.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a more casual look to golf, but I think that it is something that professionals it's way more comfortable. I can personally rotate easier with a hoodie on than like a like a tighter nice pullover. Like yeah, it really when, just depends.
1: Some of the pullovers they're like really restricting. You mm-hmm. don't get as much movement as you do with say like a lighter hoodie which is also warmer cuz a lot of the pullovers don't keep you very warm.
0: Yeah, I agree. So it's like, especially when you're playing tournaments and stuff like that, like you want to be comfortable, you want to be in your zone, and I think hoodies are a good way to go.
1: But what's the argument against hoodies? I think the main argument against hoodies is probably coming from maybe like the the older side of golf with people that like to keep it more classic, like like they like the polo shirt, they like the shirts tucked in, nice pants, nice pullover. They just want to keep the real original look to golf that they've had for so many years. Mm-hmm. But I think that, like, the world is changing so fast, and it just changes all the time. And golf hoodies are, are just working their way in. So the people mm-hmm. that are really trying, enforcing, like, normal polo shirts, yeah, I think that's, like, the older crowd.
0: Yeah, I don't see a lot of younger... uh Either PGA professionals or younger, like people, really not in support of hoodies because I think hoodies are something that are very effective in keeping you warm. And yep. then it's a lot of the older people who are, yeah, keep it classy, a smooth look to the game. So it's, uh, do you think it is time to get for for golf to get rid of their dress code? That's what I'm wondering. You know,
1: I don't think it's time to get rid of the dress code because mm-hmm. golf has a very like specific look to it. Yeah. And as like a golfer, I don't know about you, but I like to dress up in the polo shirt and like Agreed, the yeah. pants on the nice summer day. Like you like you look good out there. Mm-hmm. So I I really like the dress code for golf. I just don't like sometimes back to the, the hoodie idea. I think mm-hmm. that as long as you're wearing a polo shirt, pants, you should be allowed to have a sweatshirt on. Yeah, I agree. Because you they know you have the polo shirt. Mm. but it, I think the hoodie completely ruins the original look because I do really like no,
0: it. No, I do, I agree, and especially, like, some of the nicer brands, like Callaway, and they're making these nice golf hoodies that are, like, yeah.
1: they're awesome, I mean. And, yeah, sports. You just started their own kind of golf line. They're creating hoodies, and Nike has mm-hmm. been coming out with a lot of hoodies as well, so yeah. I, think that, uh, I think the dress code should stay. Just because it is iconic and it's special to golf, mm-hmm. it's like a football player. Like, like they wear their pads and golfers they wear their polo shirt, hat, pants. Yeah, it's a
0: look. I mean, it's it it's is what and it, you look at golfers and you say, okay, I mean, this is a golfer. Like exactly. you're not. I mean, if someone's not dressed up at all, you're like, oh, he's not a golfer.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like if you're at, say, your home course and you see a guy that's really well dressed up versus and he's. Playing guy who's kind of dressed down wearing like Nike kinda beat up shoes, like a T shirt and like baggy pants. Like who do you think would win that
0: match? And it's like who do you think's better? And odds are I'm willing to put my money that you're gonna pick the guy who's all dressed up.
1: Exactly. That's what I'm saying.
0: So yeah, do you think that private courses compared to public courses, their dress codes, I mean I've heard are a little different. What's your take on that?
1: So personally I go to Glastonbury Hills Country Club in Glastonbury, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. and they do have a dress code the dress code is polo shirt shorts and your uh golf shorts or golf pants and you're not allowed to wear cargo shorts you know the shorts like the yeah. extra pockets mm-hmm. and i really respect that dress code i think yeah. that especially at a private course you want to have like a certain amount of like entitlement i guess i don't want to say entitlement yeah but, like if you're at a private golf club versus like I work at a public golf course. Like, mm-hmm. you want to look better at a private golf course. The course is nicer. The clubhouse is probably nicer. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's probably playing, like, a little bit nicer clubs. So you want to look nice as well. Yeah. You're, like, the, the course, like, a good reputation.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed. It's like, you also want to, I mean, not practice the way you play in that sense, but it would be like, if you're around classy people, you want to be classy. So it's, Exactly. You don't want to, like, Look like a piece of trash around people who are pretty wealthy. Yeah, one hundred percent. I would say, yeah. I mean, I think private courses, their dress codes are definitely more uptight. Where public courses, I mean, you get some guys that come out there that don't really know how to hit a golf ball, backwards hats, and exactly.
1: We're like, like that's, I know that's some what public clubs. courses are are for. They're for, They're for fun. They're not for serious golfers. Exactly. And there are serious golfers that go to there that just don't have the money for like a super private course. Yeah. And you can you see them wearing nice golf clothes. But mm-hmm. when you're wearing nice golf clothes, it shows that you are taking golf like more seriously.
0: I agree. I think the level of seriousness you take it is, I mean, super dependent on the way you dress. I mean, yeah. never have I ever seen a person go out in a T-shirt and gym shorts and, like, flip flops and go out and shoot, like, low 70s. Exactly.
1: It just doesn't happen. Except for, like, the rare case of John Daly. But... <laughs> Yeah, a he's, once a, in a he's a lifetime whole, different, guy. whole different breed. Hey, but um, he, was still, he was still wearing golf clothes out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's
0: <laughs> unique, to say the least. Hey. Um, do you think, now we'll move to the music topic, because this you? is, I mean, something that's debated through golf as a new rule for a long yep. time. Do you think the playing of music of a golfer's choice should be allowed? Like, could a walk-up song on the PGA Tour, like, could this be a realistic thing? Um,
1: I think that if golfers are like, if they do better with music, I think mm-hmm. they should be allowed to listen to music. Mm-hmm. And I think it should be a player's choice. In PJ Tour walk-up songs, like I know, like before football games, they have this song that gets them super hype. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much like hypeness helps in golf because every golfer is different. But mm. if you can find a song that really works for you and you yeah. find it really puts you in that zone, then I think that could really help a lot of golfers.
0: It's a very modern idea. And I'm sure going back to dress code and stuff, I got like a lot of the old timers. I don't know how much they would really love that. Mm-hmm. But I think that, well, there's also statistics. 20% of people age 18 to 34 listen to music while they're playing golf. Uh, yeah. It says Golf Digest and... That's a good. That's a good percentage of people. So I'm wondering, it's a really good
1: percentage of people. When like, does
0: that f- like modern, like younger crowd take over? And does mm-hmm. this ever happen?
1: Yeah. As for me, like I love listening to music while I play golf. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, like you walk into your next shot, like even if you if you've played the course a lot of times, you're not really looking at the scenery. So it's nice to have something to listen to.
0: Yeah, I agree, and just sets a mood, especially if you're playing well. Yeah, I'm kind of in that zone. You're having a good day.
1: Exactly. But
0: I think. For me, I can never see it. the PGA Tour actually doing that just to keep its kind of the classy reputation. Yeah, I would love to see it happen, but I, I could just...
1: see, it. I could see it in maybe like younger, ju- like junior tournaments. Serious, mm-hmm. but like on PGA Tour, like only the only the caddies can wear shorts. They still have like yeah. the mandatory pant rule, so I think mm-hmm. that golf, like on the PGA tour, might not be super ready walkout songs but i think that in the future as like a newer generation takes over tour and as Mm -hmm. technology really starts to advance and everything just starts to change Mm -hmm. walk could be in the future yeah
0: that would be that would be pretty cool like it'd be cool to see like like bryson walk up to some like rock and roll song and yeah pound a ball right down the middle of the fairway that could be cool that would be really now, uh, next we'll move into states with the least amount of and most amount of golf courses. Now, what are they and why?
1: So, Alaska has the least amount of golf courses. They have 22 golf courses. Wow. And <laughs> I think that probably – be Alaska's very distant to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And Alaska's also freezing. Yeah. So, they don't <laughs> really get much here to play very much golf. So yeah. when they when they do, I'm sure that they probably have one like in maybe in like each region of the state that everyone kind of go like a super nice day.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm uh, sure it's it's more of a like recreational thing up there more than it is because I mean never have I ever heard of a uh, a really good golfer coming out of Alaska.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, neither have I. I don't think we ever will. <laughs> yeah, maybe and, uh, maybe
0: the, once in a lifetime, but yeah. definitely nothing nothing soon. Now, what's the most?
1: Florida has the most golf courses. Oh, no
0: shocker there.
1: <laughs> they have 1100 golf courses. Wow. And obviously it's cuz they have the nice weather all year all year long. And as a junior golfer, I know that the best golfers, they always come out of Florida. Oh, okay. The competition is way better down there. Everyone that 90% of people there probably play golf or have golf clubs. Mhm. It's just Agreed. like a thing you do in Florida because it's it's so nice down there and there's everywhere. so many
0: I mean 1100 yeah. golf courses is crazy and like
1: it I remember crazy. living
0: down there for the month uh, with a couple of you guys from the school and I mean you drive by probably three on your way to the one you're going to.
1: Oh, 100% like we on our way to Champions Gate we passed by three golf three or four golf courses on our way there mm. it was it was crazy yeah. No, let's hear, your, uh,
0: thing I want to, to do. We'll keep it moving along here. But give me the funniest golf
1: story you have. The funniest golf story I have. Hmm, that's a tough one. I have. I have. I think I have one in mind though. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing in this this CTPGA tournament, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call out the kids I was playing with, but you know <laughs> they were both there to you know they they looked like they were there to have a good time, mm-hmm. and um, both of the kids actually brought alcohol onto the golf course oh my gosh and they were drinking alcohol throughout the entire tournament that is crazy i don't don't see kids ever do that which i don't know how sober they were by the end of the round but they i I had to help them read their pots (laughs) that's wow that's wild yeah the kid would be like you know where this one's going i was like it's going left
0: (laughs) that's it was it was ridiculous yeah that is just not something you see every day yeah, what about you Trevor? What's your funniest, funniest golf, story? golf
1: story? Ooh.
0: I mean, I had one of my friends hit a FedEx truck. That was pretty that was pretty funny. <laughs> a FedEx
1: truck. Was yeah, it driving yeah.
0: Was it driving next to the golf course? It was no, it wasn't even driving. It was actually driving down the cart path to get to the clubhouse and he hit oh, a god. nice shank right in the middle of it. <laughs> oh my god. That was that was great. Now last That's was, uh, what is a new rule you'd like to see brought to golf?
1: A new rule? You know, I've been thinking this for a while. In mm-hmm. junior golf, I know that the rules officials in the tournaments, like Hurricane, they are just terrible, <laughs> awful. They are they are very very ignorant. I've seen rules officials get rules completely wrong. I've seen them miss time. Um, a lot of penalties, you know, because you get like three minutes to look for your ball. It could have been like a minute and a half. They'd be like, oh, sorry, you have to go back and hit. Yeah. And like, it's really ridiculous. And I want to see Hurricane follow in the example of a really high class tour like AJGA, where all of their rules officials are very well trained and they know mm-hmm. what, they like. They know what's going on. They know all the rules. They start a yeah. the clock as soon as they get there. And I, I think a rule that should be brought is that each rules official should have some sort of training and, like, a reason be there rather than just a bunch of interns.
0: I agree. I think so. The AJGA, I mean, the way they run things is just simply amazing. Yes. And I, I think as the tours gets more competitive because, obviously, AJGA is kind of the king of junior golf in that yeah. sense. But I think the AJGA, like, I mean, the way they, yeah, the way they run things is awesome. And Hurricane being kind of probably a step down just a step down from that tour yeah I would say should start kind of having the interns and whatnot it's like you got to treat it like it's an AJGA because the thing is how like I got to my first AJGA and I was like wow this is like so yeah. beautifully run and and hurricane runs things better than I mean a lot of others like, oh yeah 100%. I've seen
1: <laughs> I've but, seen some uh, interesting things on p uh, ctpga
0: yeah there's been there's been a couple different tours that I've been Little shaky about, but yeah, they're very, they're very well run. It would yeah, be nice are. to see some, some new, more trained uh, rules officials. One hundred percent. All right, so that that's about it for today. That'll wrap it up. Um, hoodies, I think they're here to stay. Me too. Um, I just don't see that much of an argument against it. No, I, I think I not. would love to see music come up. Uh, Me the too. dress code, I think the dress code's here to stay. Me too. But um,
1: one hundred percent.
0: Yeah, knows. Awesome having you on. All Thank right. you for coming. Thank you for on. having me on, Jim. Yeah, of course. All uh, right. Have a good night, man.
1: All right. You too. Good night.